I would like to welcome everyone to the 43rd episode of Money Trees. Today we are joined by a true multidisciplinary, a rapper, editor, producer, and a wizard with the visual effects. They are here to talk NFTs, crypto core, how his many talents can blossom in this space. Let's welcome Cannon Jones to the show. How are you doing, G? I'm good, bro, bro. Can't get playing. Bless, bless, bless. Yo, man. I gotta be real. It's uh, it was fire when you first hit me. It was talking about what you were doing, and you sent me a video, and I was listening to the uh, to the song that we had started off with playing uh, Brawly Mode, and you only had a snippet of it in that video, and I had to go through your whole YouTube to pull that joint up. But it was just like you got bars, bro, and that that's uh, that's missing on the blockchain for real, for real. There's there's some there's some great melodies there's some cool songs but i i have not heard rap rap in the space yet so when i first heard your joints i was really really excited to just see like what kind of got you motivated to even bring this style into this space so maybe we start there like you as a battle rapper what about web3 and nfts made you want to get involved honestly yo before all of the rap and stuff like that like my first love was art so Ever since a kid, bro, first grade, I used to draw like on all my assignments and stuff like that. So teachers used to always be like, um, like he's good in art or whatever, but he fell in science and math and all these other ones. He keep drawing on his work. He ain't really doing the work and stuff like that. So I end up, you know, I always use like my art as a platform for me to, you know, it was a therapeutic thing. So I just, you know, took that on with me um, in life. And it was a time where I stopped drawing for a long time. And um, when I got probably, well, I, I was drawing here and there, but I had, you know, took a little break from drawing for a little minute. But when I was in 11th grade, I was drawing, like painting on shirts and stuff like that. And that was my way of making a little extra money. So me making that extra money like that, drawing on shirts, it went from, as the years went on, you know, I was running the street and all that stuff like that. So it went from drawing on shirts to stop drawing on shirts, making money, to going to different programs where they pay me to do artwork on canvas paintings, drawing on shirts and stuff like that. So I got back at it. Then I start, you know, um, doing silkscreen. Mind you, these are all things that I'm looking up on YouTube or how to do um, silkscreen and stuff like that. We, we done turned... Um, the homie bathroom into like um one of those light rooms, one of them dark rooms where you can, you know, do do silk screening, let them develop. Then it went from that to me investing my money into um heat presses. So I start heat pressing stuff, then doing sublimation prints and all that type of stuff. Like it, it's it's a long story when it comes to that. So when I, you know, I'm big on research. So when I finally got a chance to look into you know, NFTs, and I'm seeing how people was making money, and I'm sitting here like, all right, I'm doing canvas paintings. I make 150 off a of can canvas painting. The highest of a canvas painting I made was like 375. So I'm like, you know, as I'm looking into, you know, the Web3 stuff, and I'm seeing how they, they, they're they making games, or some people are making games and stuff like that, and play to earn games and all those type of things. Like, I started getting more and more interested. It's not even just the money. It's the fact that I'm able to to put everything together with with my art, um, my music, and figure out a way to add games to it and stuff like that. It was like the perfect package for me. So that right there got me interested, and that's the type of stuff that I'm working on. 
Yo, that's that's ill. It's, it's crazy thinking about that because that was I mentioned at the top of the 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 intro, the being a multidisciplinary, and hearing you say that, I actually haven't really given much thought to how Web three allows artists to kind of aggregate all of their different creative uh, mediums, we can say. So being able to have your music, your art, even the your clothing under one umbrella that makes sense with your .eth or .tez and an OpenSea where you can sell all of those um, or an object where you can have your art and your music. And shit, G, that's <laughs> it's crazy. Like hearing you say that, yeah, that that's another really fire element of this space that I just haven't given that much thought to. So you talked about the art origins. When did music become a part of what you were uh, creating? All right, so this is the crazy part. So I right, we taking it we taking it back. Um, all right, so I started. Ah, man, I'm trying to figure out. All right, so rappers like Cassidy, like in that first track you heard, you hit me you know, take a shot at Cassidy with it, whatever. That right there was, like, one of them things where, like, I respect Cass so much, it'd be a fucking honor because I always thought of myself as a Viking, like, so, and this comes from actual homies in the hood telling me, like, yo, Cannon, you're a fucking Viking, bro. You really just walked in the rain, you really just walked in the snow, or you really just drunk that whole such and such a, a, a beer in the morning before breakfast, and this the type of shit we was really doing. So that that right there, just it just the same type of rules Vikings have with, with battle, like it'll be an honor to battle this type of person. Like listening to Cash and Freeway battle and shit like that, or Beanie Siegel, a lot of Philly rappers and some Philly rappers told me how to rap. So in ninth grade, I started rapping or whatever, just from listening to battle rap, Loaded Lux versus Murder Mook, and you know that's New York. They from Harlem Ooh, or whatever. Hoo, yeah, that party, party, party. Yeah, Mook and Lux, the Mook and Lux battle. Yeah, that that life. changed my life, bro. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, yeah that changed going, my life. Going. Yeah, nah, dead ass. So, so Mook and Party Yardy, another one, changed my fucking life. Mook versus Jay Mills, mind you, these are New York rappers and stuff like that, and um. Let me see who else. Reed Dollars got a a big influence on my style, you know, and stuff like that. Because, you know, with Philly, it's up close and personal. You got to growl to your rap or whatever to let them know. Like, and, you know, just seeing Reed Dollars rap and them holding his, his collar and stuff like that. Like, here, like here, a little pit bull they trying not to let off a leash. Like, that type of shit was the type of shit I was doing ninth, 10th grade and up, bro. Like, and <laughs> I went to Central High, so that shit was like... Like a little juvenile detention, full of full of fucking, you know, gangs and stuff like that. Had Bloods, Crips, Grape Street. So we like it'd be shit. Like one day I was walking in the motherfucking hallways, bro, and people were like, yo, that's mind you, my name was Kid Cannon at the time. They was like, yo, that's yo, that's Cannon. Ayo, Cannon, you rap such and such down here rap. He was like, yo, he won battle, bro. I'm like, mind you, this is this is a whole different time of battle rap, bro. It's no preparation. We 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 literally don't know the, the style of the person, so you don't even know what type of um battle you're about to get yourself into. So it's like one of them things where I rap, you rap, all right, cool. We gonna go into whoever can't rap no more. So it just end up being one of them things where the dude, the dude let me rap, and then when he rapped, it's like he ain't have no fight in him left, and he never rapped again. Like, and that shit was bad, bro. Like, like mind you, he used to always. 
he used to always rap with the um with the other people or whatever, like um during class and shit like that, and it just knocked the fight out of him, bro. Like, and it, it it became it became that for the rest of the year. Like, I probably had one issue with one person that I battled, whatever, because you know it was around the time where you know people do. We used to go like more than one round. In this particular time, I had went one round with somebody and one of the homies had beat me in a battle, but then we did another battle months later and then I beat him in a two round battle and stuff like that. Cause I'm, I'm more of a three or better rounds and shit like that. So one round, you can't really, unless you just totally annihilate the person, you can't really prove too much. Um, in one round and stuff like that. So he ended up having a more polished round and that shit like kind of taught me a lot for the next battles to come. Like, Yo, battle rap to me, it's pure skill and competition at the highest level, especially when it comes to music. And hearing you talk about some of the classic battles, I remember when I would watch these and the wordplay would have my mind blown and thinking about how much work you have to put in to be this sharp, to tell these stories in a way that are poignant, but like make people laugh, make people say, oh shit, that still have kind of that air of a little, it's, it's a fight in, in, in an instance. And so, you know, sometimes it can be real disrespectful. I know you're from Jersey. There's a lot of real wild shit that goes on with Philly battle rap too, but the whole Northeast area, is it's ill. And so I'm thinking about that skill, that competition that's needed in battle rap. And I know Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball happens to be kind of a recurring theme in your art and then even in some of the names of the tracks. And when you look at, you, you talked about how people called you a Viking, but when you look at the Saiyans, they were, I don't want to call it battle rappers, but their whole shit is like, nah, we going to keep fighting. Okay, we got beat. The more that we fight, the stronger we get. And I feel like that's been some of my favorite battle rappers where you if they lose in a in a battle they either like like you said that dude they either don't come back they get turned into gohan and they start studying or they just keep training and they like nah i gotta go get it again every time oh we we gonna have a not to cut you off we gonna have a real good conversation bro because now now i know you like anime this shit gonna be a lot more interesting (laughs) yo every single thing is is revolving around anime for me and in ways that people probably don't even understand. Like, I'm going to break that down to you for my, even my cover, bro. Everything is... Now, look, ju- jump into it, G. Jump into it. This is about you. I was just saying how yeah. listening to you talk about it. It's like, I'm drawing all these connections and it just, it makes sense. And I've never even thought about battle rap in the sense of like Dragon Ball, but that is one of, especially when it comes down to anime, like their whole shit is the fight. You're talking about Dragon Ball and like the Saiyans in particular and thinking about that as a battle rapper and having that mentality of like, yo, all I have to do is train. It doesn't matter if I just beat whoever. You talked about it like, yo, calling out cast, not out of a, out of anything out of it's, it's damn it's respect really it's like ah you you one of the goats and this is who i'm aiming at and that just reminded me of that mindset so yeah now t- talk to me about how he, anime he wanted, ties in what you build i so i when we talking about stuff like that like cash like so think about like goku you know goku is one of them type of he goku a fucking idiot but at the same time goku was on some shit like wait you said such and such the strongest in the world all right, now I'm going to have to go fly over there to see if he really is or whatever. Like, So he's willing to battle anybody 
to to the motherfucking damn near to the death or whatever, just to just to get stronger, get strong and stuff like that. Now my mixtape, Brawly Mode, was one of them things where now mind you, I got other battle raps where I do adaptations. So I I get on track and I play Venom. Like I act like I'm actually Venom, do a whole adaptation on that character and act like I'm battling Carnage or, or Spider-Man and stay in character. I did one with Pennywise. Those men and on a blockchain. I did um another one we're called um Perfect Cell. Now these different character adaptations I do, they're basically like power levels and stuff like that. So, you know, sometimes I come in these spaces, I rap some shit. You know, everybody be like, um, that shit fire. They say whatever they say, but I, I feel like I always got levels beyond that. So Brawly Mode was basically giving them a level beyond probably anything that they've heard me um rapping a long time and stuff like that so um you know it, it, anybody that knows brawly um it, i think his character it, it resonates with me a lot in a way where like as a kid i always had a temper problem like so i had I always had a bad fucking temper and i never knew how to control that shit like it it, it took me literally to you know me being a grown man to learn how to really control my temper and battle rap was one of them things where it's like you know what Instead of going out here actually shooting somebody or or beating somebody ass or getting into a fight or getting arrested, let me use battle rap as a platform to scream on a person and tell them how I feel or whatever. Um, not not necessarily getting personal because I could, I could care less about getting personal. I I really want to have the best pen. Like I really want to um you know show people that my pen ain't nothing to be fucked with. So in this case with battle rap, that's exactly what I did. Like in any battle that I ever lost. I truly just lost to myself because I ain't want to prepare for this shit. Like, and it, it it ain't the same as what it used to be where, you know, like I said, you can battle somebody with no preparation and not know anything about them. Like, now you really got to kind of, for the most, if you battling a real battle rapper, not somebody randomly out of the, on the street or whatever that just fucking rap. If you battling a real battle rapper, you got you to gotta prepare for that shit because you ain't no telling what type of shit they got in their bag. So in these cases... You know, some of some of us battle rappers already got shit in the cut or whatever. You know, you got to stay with your sworn shit all the time just in case somebody, you know, come crazy in these spaces, a couple instances. Um, well, you know, social media makes crazy. that kind of crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you just could do research on you for real, yeah. for real. And they might yeah, pull yeah, up some shit you didn't even realize they had. Like that. It's like, yeah. Yo, what? You knew about that? Exactly. Now, with, with, with I right, so back to the Broly mode thing. With the Broly mode thing, it was like, all right, so I got a, I got a bad temper. I'm trying to learn how to control it, just like the character Broly. And sometimes, you know, your bad temper can be some of some of our tempers got levels to it for real. So some of our tempers is like once you black out, you kind of you're kind of on a one track, like you you got a one track mind to just kill, kill, kill. And anybody's talking in the background, you can't hear them. You just know that you got, you know a one track mind on what you want to do. So I just channeled that energy into the track and I just, I just talked about everything. I even talked about shit that a lot of people wouldn't even talk about, like, um, getting into wild shit in the hood and having to get the fuck low or whatever, and come back or whatever and try to fight off niggas that just want to shoot me or whatever. Like, and that shit that I had to really deal with. And that's just, it just basically, basically was me using the whole track as a therapy session. That's what the whole thing is about. Yo, I I gotta give you props, G, because well, one, I think I think is ill going back to the mix of like, 
your artistry, right? And taking your love for anime and being able to tell stories from the perspectives of these beloved characters, but then also being able, because yo, probably mode, I told you, you sent me that video and I was like, okay, nah, I see the visual effects. I'm rocking with this. I'm rocking with this. And then it switches to, damn, is 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 you rapping in a warehouse? I'm, I don't know exactly what the backdrop was for that, but I'm watching it and I was like, nah, this is different. And I didn't even realize it was a five minute record until I went and found it because it was only two minutes on that snippet. So you you really did your thing on that joint, man. Um, you you talk about being uh well rapping in in a genre called cryptocore. What what is cryptocore to you? All right, so um Luda Writer is you know the founder of Cryptocore and stuff like that. So Oh see um, no, I, I didn't, I didn't put me on. Yeah, so Luda Writer is the founder of Cryptocore. So with that is basically a whole bunch of people from you know different parts of the world or whatever that's you know doing crypto rap or whatever so their raps will revolve around you know things going on in crypto the lingo the terminologies tokenomic type stuff and you know um it's 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 basically becoming something like like a family basically so they got something called docs fridays they go on discord and they you know they drink um sip smoke and they just talk and bug the fuck out the whole time, whether they hiking or they just bugging out, regular, you know, regular hood shit or whatever, or just regular, you know, family type of stuff or whatever. And um, Luda Writer happened to hear about me from his homie Shinzo. So Shinzo heard me in the space, mind you, I was about to give up rap. I happened to come in the space one day and to see what this Twitter space shit about. And um, the dudes was playing music and they was like, yo, you rap and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I rap too. And shit like that. I shit ain't about nothing. And um, he told me to um play some music. I'm like, nah, let me just give you some acapella. Like, you see, you know. And I was on my, my break. Just the love that they showed me from that made me want to fucking rap again. Like, actually give some type of, you know, passion to it. And, um, oh, yeah. So the homie um Cassius K up here, he a he beat maker. He another person that, you know, he sent me some beats or whatever. Or whatever, um, to do some stuff for the bitbox or whatever, and stuff like that. Actually, like even though I put my verse on and the stuff like that, it inspired me to you know keep giving y'all passionate stuff, like because you know people keep telling me, yo, bro, this shit is fire. Mind you, I'm spitting raps from 2013 and just giving them everything that was passionate around that time, and still rapping it with the with the passion that I did before, and they they helped me to actually um start writing some new material because it's still new to y'all because y'all never heard it. You know what I mean? And um the crypto core, one day I did a little competition where somebody was rapping some stuff about crypto and um I got in the competition, got some free NFTs. Uh my rap, my raps didn't my raps, they ain't care too much about the raps. They just wanted me to rap some crypto shit. This is before I, I start rapping about any crypto. So they gave me second place. And they gave somebody else first place because you know, he had a couple crypto references or whatever. Not a, not as a battle. It was literally just a good crypto rap. And I'm sitting there with regular fucking raps. And the dude that won was like, yo, this nigga canning crazy. <laughs> so he said, he was like, this nigga is fucking crazy, bro. He had some crypto to, to that shit. That shit going to be wild. So after that, I started adding more crypto. Then Luda Wright, I got on the phone with him one day. And, you know, he added me to the team. Shit, nah, that's that's crazy. It's it's wild. Listening to you talk is giving me so many ideas because I really just have not even thought about 
battle rap in this space. And um, I want to tap you in with some of my guys over at Float because they do like a, uh, it's not really a versus, but it's kind of a versus. They've been doing like these producer battles. And I don't, at least as far as I'm aware, I don't know if people have been organizing real battle raps in any type of format on the blockchain. I've been trying to do it. I'm the only battle rapper on the blockchain right now as far as with battle raps. Like I, I do random battle rap versus just to put on a blockchain. There's no other battle rap I heard do it. I heard Bill Collector meant it. Uh, um, I think he meant it something on the blockchain, but he ain't got no battles on the blockchain. He ain't got no battle versus on the blockchain. I'm the only one. Yo, there's there's some ill ill gamification you could do with this, right? And now I'm just spitballing, so it may not be, well not. It's not going to be 100 percent there, right? But I'm thinking, okay, NFTs, right? So it's Canon versus whoever, and you know it's, it's Friday night. There's going to be a live stream for it. Maybe there's it's actually happened in IRL, but then it's streamed online for everyone else to see. Or we do it on like a Twitch stream, or should we do it in Sandbox, right? And so now it's in Sandbox or Decentraland. And then, yeah, you could buy a ticket, but imagine you could buy a Canon NFT and there's only like, you know, five or whatever for that battle. And then buying the NFT is almost like betting on you to win the fight, right? And then it's like, yo, whoever wins the battle, Canon versus whoever, the value of the NFT for the people that bought it goes up because the other person's NFTs get burned. Because it's like, yo, you could buy five for the other person. If they lose, boom, those NFTs get burned. Now that value goes to you. And you can make like some real actual. Okay, and I don't even know. Okay, that's not like the final that, version. That was the, nah, that's... I'm not even going to lie, yo. I was trying to figure out how to do do um a battle rap. Well, I did battle rap NFTs, but I'm trying to figure out how to do you know stuff like that. How are you talking? That was the like, I never heard it in that type of form. That was actually fire, yo. That was different. Because I'll like to me, that. to me, it's like okay, cool. If if I if I if I'm watching this, right, you got the entertainment value, but then it's also okay, cool. Yo, I'm gonna spend ten dollars, and then I'm betting on I'm betting on Canon, right? And let's say there's ten people, so it's a hundred dollars, or yeah, hundred dollars. People bet on you, and hundred dollars somebody bets on the other person. Well, let's say that you win, right? Now we take maybe seventy dollars from that value. Added to us now, our pot is worth one seventy. Our money went up seventy, or you know, yeah, seventy percent. Uh, some finance person quote my math, um, and then thirty dollars of that maybe goes to the platform or whoever hosted it from the loser. So the winner doesn't have to pay nothing. Um, and, you know, again, I'm I'm jumping around because then it's like, how does the actual artist get paid? But something along those lines of like, because NFTs can get burned, and that becomes a thing. It's like, yo, you literally betting on this. And now imagine I buy a Canon NFT for round one, and you go undefeated for like you know, 15 fucking rounds or something or 15 battles. And now I bought in way back when, like my NFT would have accrued. It's like, it's, it's like you're fucking collecting the infinity stones from other artists. And Bro, if that was a way I gotta to figure out a way to do that. That is fucking different. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm literally hitting my guy. I'm hitting my guys float uh, at float. Once we get off of this and just see it, because it may, may, it might be them, um, or it may be another platform, but when you when you look at these verses, right? There's not really stakes. There's no stakes involved. And one, people love gambling. Two, stakes makes it more interesting. It makes it more exciting. It's like, yo, again, this motherfucker hasn't lost. What if you Floyd Mayweather in this shit? The way your NFTs start moving in this 
and it is tangible too because you're paying to watch it. I'm paying ten dollars to watch uh, to watch it in this format to have access to it to actually own the NFT. And then shit, maybe it's free to watch. You don't even gotta pay to watch, but you pay if you want to participate in it. And then the spots become limited, yo. And then it becomes a thing for me too, right? Like, how do we actually attract? more talent to the space because you're going to need more people to battle but if it becomes a thing of like yo all you got to do is get a few of your homies to throw in some money and if you win they're gonna they're going to win money no matter what with you now you can go get people to sponsor you and do that shit and again this is just an immediate idea there's a way to actually flesh this out but in the spirit of battling in the spirit of competition there's a platform to be had, or let me just say a platform. There's an event to be built around this, man. Like this is, yeah, <laughs> I, I really appreciate you coming on here. Money Trees is all about planting seeds, planting ideas, and hearing you talk about it, it's like, yet another reason why I wanted to chop with you is I just remember seeing that video and thinking like, damn, like I haven't even looked at it from this perspective yet. And hearing you, you know, the way you use it as a release I, I relate to that because music to me is that's my biggest passion. And for all of my emotions and moods, like I have records that I turn to. But um, yeah, it's just thinking about like what the hell we could. And also when you said crypto core too, and like thinking about like that family. And there's so many battle raps that are like the cleverest bars I've ever heard have come out of that. And there's an audience for it if people would just give it a chance. And so. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm going off at this point, but let's definitely figure out how we can set up the first uh <laughs> like you know, imagine smack DVD on the blockchain. And I know that's like a very like northeast. That's a thing, that's but... a dream, honestly, bro. Like, and that's that's what I really want. Like a couple times I went through a couple of these battle rap spaces and educated them on NFTs first because a lot of people then they're gonna look past it because they can't really get into what an NFT is. Like they just don't know what the fuck a non-fungible token is. No matter how much you try to break it down to them, some of them just gonna look past it. Like nah, man, that's too much. That's too much work for me. Like I like I like it the way you know everything's going on. Yeah, and see that that's the thing too is just for adoption, right? And getting people onboarded. It's you don't even it doesn't even have to be called the NFT. You know what I'm saying? It's like however you want to brand it or frame it. At the end of the day, if it's a chance for you to go and make two hundred dollars because we got X amount of people and there's a um, you know there's an audience for it, then you're gonna get people that are willing to go and take that time on it. And you know that I'm saying two hundred to start, but the pots could grow bigger depending on just how it's set up. And again, two hundred is like that's twenty people saying, "Nah, I'm, I'm putting my money on this person," uh, you know, and that's at ten dollars, and maybe it's more. You do that shit on Polygon or Tez or Solana, and you're not really paying the gas fees, and you partner with the Decentraland or a Sandbox and, you know, add the game element to it, and then it's like, bro, you know... There's somebody you, you, in here that can do it, bro, because it's a couple people we came across where they're doing stuff in Decentraland, they're doing performances. A lot of people aren't hip to battle rap, though, and it's, it is some people that are hip to battle rap. You just got to show them the value of it. Yeah, it's it's the game, you know, and I think with that in this NFT and metaverse space, that's the shit that connects with people. People get the game, like, you know, winners and losers and that competition. And then it's like, yo, you win the battle, your fucking avatar <laughs> explodes if you lose or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going over. Yeah, bro, I've been, I've been, and that's another point. thing I've been thinking about since we've been talking about that. Like, I so I was thinking about how to put battle rap into an actual metaverse or whatever, like exactly how you're talking about with the live 
um stream or had the avatar um maybe an animation of the avatar playing um the nft thing is dope too because um if if somebody buys well if it's 10 people they're buying 10 of the nfts at the door maybe that's the ticket or whatever to be able to see it like it, it gotta I, I really believe that if we could make it like a event where it's like people have to buy the nft to be able to see this or have access i think it would be taken more serious um but i guess people will have to get a couple samples before they you know what i mean so what i've see, been doing is dropping little breadcrumbs for people that's why for me it becomes the a little bit of the risk involved right where okay to, to gate it completely becomes tough because some people will just want to watch and see what it's a part of, right? But if you buy, if, if you only need 10 people to buy in, if you can get 30 to watch, you know, you might be able to convert five more from that other 20 that don't buy in. And in fact, the, you're actually right because like caffeine lets people just watch it. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And it's just because it doesn't have the audience. In. But then even that, there could be exclusive battles where it's like, once this shit is moving, it's like, nah, you can't come just watch this one. It's like, yo, imagine you had the Mook and Lux. It's like, nah, this is all paid. Every single seat in the house is paid. And half of y'all are going to leave with more money than you came in with. Um, what, about, what about like a battle rap mint engine platform where you can mint battle rap um, NFTs and some type of percentage goes back to the people that made the platform, which would be people like us that made the platform. And then we could possibly have um, spots in the metaverse where we actually host battles and shit like that. Yo, even even bigger than me. Me personally, I've been staying away from the actual like platform platform creation. Uh I like the idea of an event, like a recurring brand that you build around it and something that um, you can kind of port because or like I, I would say you call I call it being platform agnostic because to me it's still so early. I don't know how much of the like who or what is still going to be around. But if you build a brand around it and it's just a name around a battle rap event, you can kind of move around through wherever, as opposed to if you build your own particular platform, then it's like developers and the front end. And it's, it becomes a much bigger undertaking. Of course, there is a bigger reward there, so I'm not trying to knock it. I think that's definitely something to think about. I just know for me, I would love to figure out the event side of it first. Nah, that's dope. And there's nothing wrong with... um you know, minimizing some things so that you ain't got to worry about other things. Yeah, yeah. It's that, and that's, yo, that's the problem that I really have. So it's other things that people don't probably don't even know I do or whatever. Like, I do so many things, bro. I even tried to make my own damn video game a couple damn months ago and was successful at it, but I wasn't too successful at the coding part. Mind you, I done added guns in the video game. I had added um whole platform, had the person running around, final bosses, but the the to code the game in the way that I wanted to, that right there became an issue. And I do shirts for people. I press up on wine bottles, baby sippy cups, pacifiers. I press images on like hundreds of items. So like to try to um do all these things because you're multifaceted, you basically spray yourself thin. That's basically what I was doing. So I had to, you know what I mean, chill a little bit. Yeah, balancing bandwidth is it's become even more difficult in this space. And so I mentioned earlier how you just kind of got my mind wrapped around you can be a multidisciplinary and have all of your work live in 
one particular um, world. And I think that that's ill, but it's also like, yo, some people might like your music and not give a damn about your art, Some people, or vice versa, or any combination of whatever your disciplines are. And trying to make sure you're feeding all of those audiences individually can become difficult as well. And so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act that I think a lot of people struggle with and you just have to do what feels right for you and you know your your creative process canon man this is i I feel like i I took up a bunch of the time with that battle rap idea nah Um, you good bro that that sparked the mind yeah i I, i'm telling you you got my mind going with that i appreciate you getting on here sharing being super fucking real about your start here and this has been a fire conversation i'm telling you we are going to explore what this looks like. I don't know in what format. I've, I'm telling you, once I get off, I'm hitting float, and then we'll see past then who else is interested. Somebody might hear this episode and say, yo, nah, let's let's figure out how we make this a thing. But there's something to it. And for people that haven't seen the energy around battle rap, if you are a fan of rap, it's so entertaining. Like it really because there's no, there's no, there's nowhere else to get that level of competition. It makes it a sport. And you can compare songs. Again, Versus is kind of like that, but it's all hits and you're playing music. It loses what I keep telling people is my favorite element of music as a whole, which is performing. And battle rap, the bars is a part of it, but your delivery, your cadence, your your posture, that's your a whole body other conversation, language. bro. Yeah, that's a whole different all... conversation right there. Because what people don't understand, bro, and I got I gotta cut you off with this one because what people don't understand is you cannot be the nice rapper and win a battle rap anymore. Like that shit, that shit will get you. But so far, like being just a good rapper, like imagine a, a fucking good rapper. Like maybe he's a fucking nerd, no swag. Everything he says doesn't sound believable. He has no fucking confidence, but he's a fucking bar god, though, right? Now, mind you, I don't battle people that's lyrically in the in the in the um they're, they're on a level where some of the shit they're saying is so lyrical, it even confused me. And I could catch bars inside of bars real quick. So none of that shit mattered. Like, imagine you battling somebody and they just got a swag or whatever that goes with what they're saying where you just can't get around it. Because they, they, they've been through more. Like, their, their look that they're giving you is probably um fucking up your whole aura. <laughs> and their aura is just so magnified. It's like... It don't even matter if they say, fuck you, nigga, I smack the shit out of you. Your whole rap is over from there because the way they say everything, it just, it just, it sticks with you. Like, and, and some, some lyrical niggas just can't get around that. Yo, that's, that's real, man. And so I think that getting people to see that and understand that it, there, there's something to it. And yeah, <laughs> you really got to be hype. Like, again, money trees, playing seeds, playing ideas. I hope we look back on this sooner rather than later and say, yo, this is where this event kind of really started coming together. Um, I'm just you know, waiting you- for somebody to pick the person, man. I, I'm i ready to set this shit up. Like, it, it's, it's people don't want to, bruh. Yo, this is another conversation. People do not want to risk their career you know that's when you battle rap you're risking your career that's what you're doing 
You're putting your career at risk. Each time you go up, yo, it's, you, you you end up with that slapper around the world. So 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 when I used to much. when I used to battle rap, you type in Cannon Jones and you look up Cannon Jones VS like versus, you're gonna see times in my career where I'm focused as fuck. Then you're gonna see times in my career where you could tell from the 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 look of my eyes where I'm just I'm a different person, like where I'm maybe drunk as fuck, or I came there high as hell now. I can't remember my fucking bars or now I got to kind of um, improvise or whatever so I can get to the end of my round and finish clean. Like it's just different parts of my life or whatever where, you know, I was, I had a different type of um, focus, different type of mindset or whatever. And a lot of things going around, um, going on in the hood or whatever. I got shot at before or whatever with the homies or whatever. So it's, it's different times or whatever. All these things, you know, play a part in how well you perform. So, you know, all these things matter and shit like that. Yeah, man. And thinking about it with the metaverse, and this is this is a little bit further down the line, but being able to actually control it digitally, that adds another layer because that's a completely... And I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but you know what? Now, now we're getting too far ahead. <laughs> uh, nah, yeah, I'm saying digitally, it won't, it, won't, it won't help nobody. They still gonna... Yo, bro, I really feel like I can beat anybody in the battle if I'm focused. If I'm focused, I don't feel like anybody can win, bro. And I, don't, and I know you about to probably cut this on... Um, this John Short or whatever, but I don't think any of the industry people can fuck with any of us battle rappers. I think they're afraid. Nah, I, I ain't gonna cut it off. <laughs> nah, I, so... I really, yeah, I just believe that. I don't give a fuck if you're talking about, and I people, a lot of people hate when I say this, but I don't think that like people, even even the Hovers, JVs, I don't think that if they stood on stage to battle rap, I know they could probably say a lot of shit that you know make their fans fuck with it, but. I don't think they could really stand up there and get in there with a fucking barbarian and win, bro. Listen, Cannon, that's the energy you need to keep, man. That's that that's that competitive nature that comes with it. So um, so normally I, I be trying to tell people it's like with, with money trees, I'm like, yo, just pull up, it's loose format. We're gonna talk for 30 minutes. And I never ever, not never, but I, it, we rarely uh can end at 30 minutes because there, there's so much going going on. Um, before I let you get out of here, there's two questions I ask everyone, right? The first question is, what is your seed phrase? And so in the crypto space, seed phrase is normally your account recovery key. And to me, it does, that, that term doesn't make any sense because it's not scary. And what I mean by that is like, if you're new coming into the space and someone says, oh, this is your seed phrase, it doesn't feel like it's something you got to protect and that if you don't, you'll lose access to all of your assets. So here on Money Trees, we've repurposed seed phrase to, being, to be a saying, a quote, a lyric that you live by that embodies your approach to your career, to your art, to your music. Cannon Jones, what is your seed phrase? All right, so my seed phrase would be my temper is way too expensive for anybody to afford Chill, don't pay the bills. Scream at me. <laughs> I'm here for it, yo. I, I also want to just commend you on that, on the awareness that you now have later in life with being able to control that. You know, that, that that's a tough thing that not everyone, not everyone gets to that point where they can get that under control. And so yo, you yeah. got to really almost die 
multiple times to get where I'm at mentally, bro. That's real shit. Um, the second Fernando came back just a little a little late, a little after the announcement, but for the episode when we post it, we're gonna have the Money Trees number 43 Cannon Jones note available. This one of one. What are we going to list it for? If it's a one of one, we can list it for um uh, we can list it for a little one thousand five hundred, John. Alright, alright, there it is. <laughs> um, yo, my G, literally DMing you after this. Uh, let's figure out how this thing can make sense, what it could look like, how we can get more of the community involved. Because the infrastructure, we can get going in 48 hours, right? That's a couple of people getting together saying, what do we need? All right, blah, 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 blah. Now it becomes what's going to make the battle rappers excited about participating in it. And once we get them, we know how we can get that community because people love watching the sport. So, um, this has been a fire episode, G. Appreciate you coming through, getting real about life, sharing uh, you know some of the process. It's really ill hearing your origin story too with the art, and uh, yeah, man, we gonna talk. So appreciate you, G. Definitely appreciate it, bro, bro. And um, one more thing. So I dropped a new collection called Hoodie Badges. Those are honey badges. You know they're one of the most fearless creatures on earth. If anybody know, you know. So you know, come fuck with me. I sold one of them joints today for 13 Tez. That's light right there, but, you know, I really believe it's going to get crazy or whatever. I got 31 more coming. And, you know what I mean? Scream at me. Tanner Jones, hey, 973, there, Jersey. There it is. Well, I'll, I'll make sure I throw hoodie badges up in the description. Shoot me the link after. And, um, IG, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's keep it going. Hey.